one of the kids pulled the fire alarm. <laughs> so I was in the back there and chaos and everything, and a few of the parents were coming up to me. Was it my kid? Was it my kid? So, <laughs> I, well, I don't know who, so nobody's in trouble today. So, oh boy, we hope that. Mm, anyway, so. Right at 11 o'clock, too. Huh? Okay, all right. You know, we're going to look at uh, grace today, a series on God's grace and his favor. And we, we don't we don't think about that enough. We don't talk about it enough. And if we're not careful, the devil just keeps hitting us all the time. You know, you're no good or you can't achieve this or this person can do it better than you or you can't be forgiven from your past. And we uh, did a series last year on this one, do a little bit different the next, next few weeks. So we're gonna look at God's grace and his favor. Uh, in our life. Let's pray. Father, we come to you today. Lord, we're thankful that the Lord has been led us today, that we are so grateful. We worship you because of what you've done in our life. Lord, just calm our hearts today from everything that we faced this last week, all that we've been through. And uh, Lord, know that it is your grace. It's not anything that we can do. Lord, it's who you are and how much you love us. And uh, Lord, through that, we can do all things through you. In Jesus' name, amen. We're going to look at uh, Romans chapter 3 in just a minute. You know, when we think of God's grace and favor, you can't help but think of the first thing to hit and to define this. We're going to look at his grace and mercy if we're going to look at it, it, actually his grace and favor. And I never forget, uh, we get so confused about looking at different things in that nature and, uh, and we're not sure what it all means. And I never forget a buddy of mine was all the way back. I'm going way back now in grade school. I still remember this. And uh, we're talking, it was on a Monday morning. He goes, oh man, dad, he goes, I got in trouble this weekend. I said, well, what happened? He says, well, we're all sitting around a dinner table and uh, my mom turns to me and says, uh, Rick, I'd uh, like for you to say grace tonight. And uh, <clears throat> everybody's real quiet. All the family bows their heads, and he goes, grace. And uh, whack, he just said, I got smacked in the head. And, uh, <laughs> and, but we look at grace, and we, don't, we, we sometimes uh, forget what is, what is grace and mercy? So let me, let me define that in just a minute. Never forget, you know, what do we have tonight? We've got the Super Bowl and all that's going to go on with that. One of the greatest coaches that there's ever been, we know, was Vince Lombardi. And, and uh, they rarely lost a game. And uh, the story goes, is a book that was written that uh, they had, the Packers lost two games in a row. And the next week they came to practice, he said... Gentlemen, he says, we're going to have to get back to the fundamentals if we want to play and win as we always have won. And he went over, and there was a football laying on the locker room floor. He went over, picked the football up, and he looked at all of them, and he said, gentlemen, this is a football. Now, I want everybody to know today, this is a Bible. And we forget we are Christians, and we have to go back to the basics. And the basics of this is, if I can say, is God's mercy and his grace. 
Mercy to me can be just summed up in this way. It's God's compassion towards us when we don't deserve anything. We can't do anything like uh, you heard the term mercy in the court. In other words, there's nothing that you can do whatever the judge is going to say. You have to be there for what you're there for, the crime that's been committed. Or you have mercy on someone that is homeless. There's nothing that they could do to, to receive what you're going to give them. They don't have anything. There's nothing to do. It's by your mercy, your compassion of something they can't do at all, you choose to help them. When we look at grace, grace, that God's grace to us, it's his unmerited favor. God is going to, to give us his grace, his blessing, not by us, but just as Vince Lombardi said, gentlemen, this is a football, but by the basics, we need to understand if we're going to, to really reign in this life, if we're going to really have joy and peace that we want to have, we've got to remember the basics. Romans chapter 3 and verse 24. Being justified freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Let me read it again. Being justified freely, freely by his grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. You know, remember... Just, it just was just a few days ago. We all know how cold it was. And if you're like me, if you can remember that night or in the middle of the night, and, and all through that night, it was just so cold out, and, and you would hear the furnace kick on, if you're mad. And it's just like, oh, thank you, Lord. It's kicking back on, you know. And it just seems as the hours went on that night, you would, you would just, you'd hear it kick back on. And you're like, Lord, thank you that it kicked back on. We, we forget as we read that. I want you to remember right now, if you will, whether it was a child, whether you're driving your car, whether it was you're in mid-20s or in your 30s, whatever it might be, remember the time that you accepted Jesus is your Savior. As you think about that, and you remember that time that you accepted Christ as your Savior, it was given to us freely. And as we read that verse, being justified freely by his grace, if we look at life just as we did the other night, being so thankful to be in the warmth of a, of a home or of an apartment or wherever you live and just thank you, thank you, thank you. We need to do the same thing to, to bring back what you're going through that, Lord, thank you. You've saved me. Your grace and your mercy, there's nothing that I could do, but I have a peace that the world doesn't have. Through Jesus Christ, there's nothing that you or I could have done to receive hope, to receive peace, to receive joy. In this crazy world that we live in today, that every, every day, whether it's in the morning you turn the news on or, you're, or, or at night and you see what's on television as far as, as the news pops on and you say to each other, what? Is that, is that really happening? We have a calm. And why do we have a calm? Because by God's grace... We live differently than anybody else in this world. Let's build on that. Know that 
we remember our salvation, and as we remember our salvation, every time we're in this coldness of this world, and, and the Bible says during the end times, love will grow cold. As, as we remember that, and we see everything that's happening, and all your kids are facing in school, and, and, and all the violence that's going on in the world, and wars, and rumors of wars, and everything that's happening, and you're, you're fearful in some ways. What does the Lord tell us to build on that grace that favor that he's given us. Well, it's not because of you or me. Always remember, always remember the Lord wants to bless you. Things will get better, and you're going to be able to, to fight through and break through whatever it is in life. Why is that? Because God's grace and favor, he's going to shine on you, not because of you. Always remember that. You think, I don't deserve this. You know, Lord, you know me better than anybody. I don't deserve, how can I even ask for anything? Always remember, when God does something for you or for me, it's because of his son, Jesus Christ. He sees us through the blood sacrifice of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. And we were willing to believe who Jesus was and is. And because of that, we prayed and asked Jesus into our heart. And when we've done it, God says, I'm going to bless you because you have believed who I am and you believed in the sacrifice of my son for your forgiveness of sins. Because you have done that, I'm going to help you do something. What does he say when we recognize that in that first verse? Look at another verse. The second verse today in Romans chapter 5, if you're here visiting today or maybe you haven't uh, uh, have just been the last few months, this is, our, this is our church verse in Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. For if by one's man offense death reigned through the one, much more those, this is us now as believers or anyone that's willing to accept Jesus as their Savior, those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. You know, it's amazing when we think about sin coming to the world and came through Adam and Eve and, and, and were born in that sin nature. You know, when you have kids, you have little ones. This is amazing. No matter what, you got to teach them. You got to teach them just about everything. Uh, when they're little, right? You, know, you just have to teach them different things they say. But there's one thing you don't have to teach them. It's amazing. You don't have to teach them to lie. They just know how, it's just in there. They say, you know, uh, mommy did it, mommy. I didn't do it, you know. It's, you don't have to teach them. It's in there. It's innate. We're born with that nature. Now, when we recognize, and this is what I want you to get at today, and this is what's happened in our world, so many of us or so many people don't come to Jesus because they feel they don't deserve. None of us do. None of us deserve his grace. None of us deserve his unmerited favor, his mercy, his compassion on us. We don't deserve it. But the scripture tells us there because of the abundance of grace through Jesus Christ, through him, we, we today, no matter what any one of you are going through, we, it tells us right there, will reign in life. How do we do that? It says it in a verse, or not the verse, but a couple words that are in there that are so important. By his gift of righteousness, his gift of righteousness. You know, isn't it amazing when we accept Christ as our Savior, 
God through his word. It's unbelievable. As you pick this book up called God's Word, the Bible, I can give it to someone who doesn't know Christ. Now, the Holy Spirit can begin to work on that person's heart and touch them to accept Christ as their Savior, but not really till someone who is a believer do they begin to really connect and understand with this. When you accept Christ as your Savior, the gift that God gives you is this right here. It opens up. It opens up to where you just you start reading. Oh, yeah, yeah. Wow, Lord, I, this is exactly what I needed for today. This is exactly what I needed for tomorrow. It's his word. He gives you, in other words, what is that? It's a gift. The gift and righteousness, the right way to live. That's what it means. He's going to give you the gift right in your situation that you're in right now on the right decisions to make, on the right way to live when temptation comes in, on whether to be patient, have wisdom, what to do. He says, I'm going to give it all to you. It's my gift. That is amazing to me. And because of that, the Bible says the kingdom of God, when we reign, we think of a kingdom. The kingdom of God is filled, in the book of Romans says, of righteousness and joy. That's his kingdom. And he tells us if we follow the king and we will reign in life because he will give us everything. Wait, just think about that. What you need today is different than the person sitting right next to you. Your thought process, what you're going through, maybe it's something physically, maybe something at school, maybe it's something in relationships. I don't know what you're facing. But the promise of that verse, God tells you through his son, you being a believer, and by his grace, nothing that we deserve it's just that we believed who Jesus is, we accepted him as our Savior, and God is going to shine in our life. He's going to give you everything that you need to reign. In other words, you're going to reign in this life not just by what he's going to give you, but he says that it's in abundance. He wants to give you more and more and more. That's amazing to me. In other words, the Lord says, you know what, because you're following my way, I'm going to sow bless you. The same as we felt this week, Lord, thank you is that heat kicks back on it, kicks back on. I don't deserve it. I don't know why, but Lord, you've blessed me again and again. It's never going to stop. Now, we might think it as you go through adversity, but that can just be a testing time in your life. The Lord says he gives you a promise there today, wherever you are right now, know that through Jesus Christ, you will reign, you and I will have victory. We're going to win. No matter what you're going through, the worst thing that we do, I believe, is especially as believers and the devil comes at us, we compare ourselves constantly to other people. Isn't it amazing? You can be in the grocery store line and you get your groceries, person can be in front of you. And, you know, you're not really thinking anything about that person or whatever, but you're in a grocery store line and you, and you both go out to the parking lot at the same time. And... Uh, and all of a sudden, you get in whatever vehicle you're getting, and they're getting some really, really exotic, expensive sports car. Do you look at them different? Don't lie to me. You look at them different. Don't you? They're somewhere different. They're somewhere where you might not be able to get to. Well, wait a minute. Why do we do that? It's human nature. And at the same way, because of God's son, Jesus, he looks at you in such an amazing way. 
If we just believe that, I was telling someone um, yesterday that, that, we, that we are his children. He is our heavenly father. He wants to bless you. But in this world that we live in today, we've got to be taught. If you're not being taught, you'll be taught. You'll learn. You'll listen to something else that's wrong. It's just that basic. We live in a temptation of this world. We live in a world that you're constantly being bombarded in the news. You don't know what's right, what's wrong, what's real, what isn't. But the Lord says he's going to bless us. And all we have to do, the gift of righteousness, is we read and open his word, and he shows us the way to live. His grace and his mercy. It's amazing. And he wants to give it to you. But the devil, he just keeps kicking you again and again. You don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. Or you're here. You've been this way for this long. You're never going to get over there. You won't get there. Look at your past, whatever it might be. The devil just doesn't stop. But Jesus tells us in his word. That's what's so important about being taught by his word. That you'll have victory. You're going to win what you're going through right now. I'm here to tell you today, if there's no other reason we talk about the Lord brought you here today, this crowd is here, which we say all the time over and over, it'll never be the same. The Lord brought you here for a reason to hear that and brought you right through that door to here through the power of the Holy Spirit today. You will win. You will be a conqueror. You will reign in this life through the one Jesus Christ, through his abundance of grace. He's teaching you. May we learn. Let's look at one more verse today before we close. Found in the Old Testament in the book of Deuteronomy. And God would constantly tell the prophets in the Old Testament, or here he was uh, telling Moses what to tell the leaders of Israel and what to tell the adults of Israel about generations to come, about their children. And this is what he says. In Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 7, for what great nation is there that God so near to it is the Lord our God is to us? I want you to think about that for a minute. As a believer, do you know if you think of all the religions of the world, you can't get there. You, you can't get there. All the religions of the world, in other words, what are you trying to say to us when it comes to the the Lord teaching your being? The Lord speaks to you and I every day as a believer if we're willing to listen. That there is an intimate relationship that you and I have because of Jesus Christ that no other religion in the world has. There is no other religion that has an intimate relationship that, that as we can, they can't, any other religion in the world cannot call God, cannot call through Jesus Christ our Heavenly Father. Think about that. That's what he's saying here. We have a relationship, and we think of all these religions in the world. They're, they're trying. They're trying to get there, but there always works. And never forget, my dad was on a uh, years and years ago, and he was speaking out of the country over uh, uh, over somewhere in the Middle East, and he, and he was traveling. I think he was in India at this time, 
And he came back and he, and he, was, he was telling me and, and he was telling our family, he says, it's unbelievable for what people do to get near to God. And he says, there's people over in some areas of the country that they will purposely put glass on the streets and they will call, crawl across the glass to the temple and they believe as, as the blood is drawn from their knees and their hands, that's the sacrifice. That's what God wants from them so that he will hear them. What do we hear from all the religions of the world? We got to work it. We got to do something. No, by the abundance of grace, we have a God who hears us, who's there to listen to you and I every day for whatever little, it might be the smallest thing to someone else, but it's important to God because it's about you, his child. That's what he says in that verse. We are his children. Now, the same as that, I want you to get this and think about it for your own kids. As the Lord our God is to us, for whatever reason, we may call upon him. We can, there's nothing in your life that he doesn't want to hear about. He wants to hear everything that's going on, every little detail, every fear, everything that you're worried about. And what great nation is theirs that has such statues and righteousness and judgments as are in all this law which I set before you this day? We've been blessed, haven't we? Isn't it unbelievable? Just a few hundred years old as a nation where we see most of the nations of the world are thousands of years old and how God has so blessed this nation. You see what I'm getting at? I'm going to get to it in just a minute, but I want, you, I want you to listen to this just a little bit more. Only take heed. How does that continue in our nation? How does it continue? It continues through you and I, not what the world is doing, but what we are doing as believers, what we do, how our righteousness, the Holy Spirit protects us and this nation. Only take heed to yourself and diligently keep yourself. That's us today, lest you forget the things your eyes have seen and lest they depart from your heart all the days of your life and teach them to your children and your grandchildren. We've never lived in a time which is so important as a mom or as a dad, no matter what age your kids are, that you pray with them, you tell them the difference of right and wrong, and as you tell them the difference of right and wrong, they understand what the truth is and where it comes from, and you, and you say, this is it right here. We do what we do as a family. I am who I am as a dad. We are who we are and what we can be because right here, we always abide by what God tells. This is his word, and you tell your children, this is God's word, and he speaks to us. And if we don't know what to do, we always go back because this is the truth. God will never lie to us. You know, as I spoke last week, and touched on our nation, and I touched on we as believers, and I touched on what is happening in our nation and how it's so dependent on the future on what we do and how we understand who we are, and by God's grace and favor, we reign, and by that, the Holy Spirit will protect this nation. And we can't hardly believe what we see, what's going on. And I talked about, which I'm going to bring you soon, if you weren't here, how that, that it's just hard for me to even verbalize again, but... It's important because of what happened this week. Because, again, I didn't think I was going to bring it up. 
that in New York State, the governor signed in law through all the assembly and they approved that up till birth that it's okay to have an abortion. Did you hear me? That they signed into law up till birth, up till birth, that one, a mother can choose whether or not she wants to kill that child. Now listen to me. As it was signed into law and it was approved and signed in, all the state, the assembly, those political leaders that were elected by thousands and thousands, if not millions of people in New York, they stood up and applauded, which is still just hard to believe. And I believe I, I needed to touch on that last week because what are we living in? And if your kids don't hear it from you, what is right and wrong, they will hear it in school or they will hear it different places or they will hear it on the college campuses, this and that and this and that of what is truth that is man-made, that is brought because of, as the scripture says in the book of Judges, is they forgot. Remember what your eyes and ears saw? Is they forgot what all Joseph did in the Old Testament. It says in the book that follows, it says those did everything they wanted to do because they did what was right in their own eyes. And that's the world we live in today. I didn't think I'd have to bring that up again, but I need to because of what happened this week. Debbie, put on a screen for a minute. I want you to see this. If you can see this uh, up here just for a minute, I'm going to read it. If it's the same thing that's up on the screen about, did you, can you read the bottom of that? It's illegal to kill an unhatched bald eagle. And you see the little baby next to it. But it's illegal to kill unborn humans. Do you, do you, do you see the difference? Do you see where we're at? See what's happening in our world? So that's good. You can take that down because of what I want to say. So I thought I was done last week, and you know where we stand. And, and I said, I can't remember if I said this or not, but I, 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 I wondered to myself that night, Sunday night, how many, not because it's me, but because of what our church stands for. We stand for what? This right here. You know what the Bible says in the book of Proverbs? God says this. You can go back and forth in this, what it says, seven or eight things God hates, and you can add them all up. It says one of the things God hates is the shedding of innocent blood. What are we doing in our nation? What's that? I'm not here to yell and scream. You know, that's not what I'm here for. I thought it was bad enough last week. And then we hear not just, not just a, a person walking down the street, and not just some conversation, but the governor of Virginia. Did you hear what I said? The governor of millions of people that was elected by thousands and thousands and millions of people in the, in the state of Virginia in a conversation, I believe, on a radio station. So it was heard and it was taped, can't be taken back and this and that, not what he said. And he said, this, these are his words. Well, I believe that's kind of inhumane. I, I believe we ought to do it this way when it comes to abortions. I believe you could look it up. Governor Northam, this is what he said. Matter of fact, I'll, I'll read it to you. This is what I think should be done. We should wait and that the baby would be born. The baby would be born. And then there would be a discussion 
whether the baby should live between the physician and the mother. So they'll give it a day. And between mom and dad and the physician, this is the governor of New York, of the governor of Virginia said this. What in the world are we living in? Again, you know me as pastor. You hear long enough, I have compassion and love, and I don't scream and yell. That's not who I am, but what are we living in? Teach, teach as we have time the grace and mercy and love, and anybody can be forgiven out of abortion. We know that, and that's what we teach and preach at this church, but teach them what is right and wrong. Mom and dad, we've got to teach them at home where the value and strength, they will believe you more than they will believe anyone else. Whether you believe it or not, as a mom and dad, you have the greatest influence. Teach them why they're young. Teach them what you've seen, what you've heard, what you know, what God has done in your life. That's what those scriptures tell us. Teach them what is right and wrong. God help this nation. Now, I don't know because I read it late last night again and we'll close. I was just so, I couldn't, I just was walking around a days for a couple of days after I heard this. And I'm sure probably most of you were too if you heard it this week. If you saw it, there's always judgment. And you know that, that I'm not a fire and brimstone preacher, but I know this, that God does judge. And I wonder what is going to happen Maybe not to New York so much, but those that voted that through and could stand and applaud the killing of a child in the state capital of New York. But I'll tell you this, you can go on and look it on the news today. You know what happened to the governor of Virginia? Just within a few days. It was found out of some old pictures that he had, some things that he'd done in the past that were very racist. And it looks, if it hadn't, I haven't looked at it since late last night, but it looks like he, in a matter of days of what he did, he is going to lose his job. Now, do we love when things like that happen and do it? I get up and applaud. I I really don't want to go down that road, but I want to say, I truly believe with all my heart God was showing all of us I'm just going to show you a little window. A little window. This is what happens when you do what is being done in this nation. Because, see, why does the devil want to do that? Why? You've got to think about this. Why is this happening? Because you and I, we, all of us, everyone in this world, we are made in God's image. The devil hates that. He hates anything. Every time he, you know what? Every time the devil looks and sees you and me, he sees God the Father because we are made in his image. He can't stand it. No wonder he wants to do what he can to the killing of the innocent. So I'm here to say to you today as I close this message that we don't yell and scream at this church. We don't yell. What can we do? We can teach our kids. We can pray for our nation. And we can be around people that to know as the God tells us in his word. See, we always go back to his word. Always be ready to give an answer for the hope that is in you. And you can actually say and give even people hope. 
I want to close with two things. I'll never forget what a doctor was hearing a physician being. Uh, he was an OBGYN, he, in other words, a baby doctor, and he was being interviewed. And uh, they were asking about what we were talking about. And knowing that he has these conversations with some of the women that come into his practice, and, and one of the, he was asking, knowing could be sued, knowing all the different things that happened. And the lady says, you know, I'm contemplating an abortion. It's my doctor, what do you think I should do? And he said this, which I thought was just a great answer. He said, well, I can't really, you know, really go there and go into that, but I, I will tell you this. He says, if, if you have an abortion, he says, you will always question. You'll always question it. But he said, if you don't have an abortion, you'll never question it. And that's all he said. Now, let's go to the other side and we'll close. God's grace. We have so many people watching on YouTube. God's mercy. If someone has had an abortion, you know what? God loves you so much that his son that he sent, his only begotten son, died on that cross for you and for me for every sin in the world. And he's willing to forgive you. There are so many that in this world that are walking around maybe with guilt, not knowing that, that through the blood of Jesus Christ, Lord, forgive me a sinner, and he will. Because that's who he is. By his mercy and by his grace. We receive his unmerited favor. Everything we have, we don't deserve. And that's who Jesus is in our life. And while we have in this crazy, violent world that we have no idea what's going to happen next, all we can do is a lot. And that is we pray, we love on people, and we teach our kids. And if we do that, I honestly believe we still have hope in this nation. Let's pray. As our heads are bowed today, you know, I want you, to, I want you to so drive in to understand his mercy and his grace in your life and how much Jesus loves you and who you are. You are his child. And maybe it's something in your past or something that the devil brings up. Even as a believer, I want you to know that it has been washed away, the Bible says, as far as the world side, or the left side of the world to the right side of the world. You have been forgiven and it's washed away. Jesus wants you to reign in this life. The past is the past. Forget it. Jesus has as a believer. Know that you'll reign in this life no matter what's happened and what's going on. You will reign in this life. You will, you will reign with not guilt, with not that overwhelming sense of what's going to happen in the future. You have hope. You'll reign knowing, I don't, maybe you're here today without a job. Maybe you're here today. I don't, I don't know where you are. But I know that God has a plan for your life. And it is unbelievable. More you could ever think or ask. Hold on. Hold on today. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, know that 
God's mercy and his grace. There's nothing that we could do. We can't walk across the streets full of glass with no shoes or crawl across. I think that that's what God wants. He wants you to believe. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're here today, believe that God sent his son to die on that cross for you. And you pray and ask him into your heart. That's who he is. The gift, his abundance of grace. We'll never know. But I tell you this today as I close, the Bible tells us in the ages to come, we will continue to learn about his grace. And we'll be with our loved ones and our family and those that we know as believers will be in heaven forever and ever and ever, never having to say goodbye. That's who Jesus is. Father, we thank you that we have hope we have hope to know that through you, Jesus, that many of here that have faced that, that have lost a loved one, they know they're going to see him again. Father, many that are not sure of what's going to happen with even some of their adult kids, they have the hope that they, they taught their children when they were young. Jesus, we have hope, no matter what situation that we're in, that we will reign in this life. You remind us every day in your word. May we not forget the promises of your word to us. We are your children. You are our heavenly father and you want to listen to us and you want to hear everything that's on our heart and you want to direct our path. Father, if there's someone here today that's lost, they don't know, they don't know where they're going, what's happening, Lord, let them know, let them not think of anything else but your grace and your mercy. If they're here today and they don't know you as their savior, May they come forward or may they pray as they watch on YouTube, Jesus, forgive me a sinner. I believe you shed your perfect blood on the cross of Calvary. And I ask you as God's son, Jesus, forgive me for all my sins. Father, we thank you today that City Church, we have hope. We have hope. Father, we will give you the praise as Ben leads us this morning. If there's someone here today that doesn't know you as their Savior, may they come forward as we give this opportunity, this invitation. May someone come just as they are. We ask it in your name, Jesus. Amen.